Suck my dick! I'm going to try to talk in my outside voice because I think that's why the podcast sounds low. But I think the audio has been getting better over time. So I'm going to pat myself on the back for that. Clap, um, clap, clap. All right. I'm trying to set this up. So, okay. Cool. So here we are once again. Put it on record. The podcast about DJing hosted by DJs, you know, to give you guys some behind the scenes information, stuff you might not know about DJs. And I, boy, do I have some stuff to talk about today. Uh-oh. It's probably just overselling it, to be honest. But <laughs> once again, I am DJ Byrne, um, and I have one of my co-hosts here. Mauricio. A little, okay, a little spice on it. Um <laughs> Reva, as always, don't fret it at all, as always, is knee-deep in hard work. But, um, you know, this will all pay off. I was just talking to my fiancé about, you know, once school's over for don't fret, uh, you know, if she had that, um, if she redirected that intensity into DJing, she's probably going to be the best DJ ever because she's really a hard <laughs> worker. So, um, yeah, we're all looking forward to that day where she can, you know, um, get that degree take some time off and enjoy some free time and then, you know, move on to the next grind. But, you know, we'll, we'll hold it down for her. And plus, she'll be back next week because we got a very special guest next week that I will tell you guys yes, about. Yes, we do. At the end of this podcast, so stay tuned. Also, big shout out to you for checking us out, whoever you are, first-time listener, last-time listener, weekly listener. Make sure you subscribe to us, share the episode. Um, and follow us on Instagram at Super Music Directors. That's spelled how you spell it, of course. You can follow <laughs> us individually. Um, and we might have to do a giveaway here soon for the listeners Ooh. of the pod. So our, our, our numbers are getting bigger. And we're all about growth around here. So we're going to try to make it even bigger. But Period. Um, so, yeah, how's, how are you doing? Uh, how's everything going since the last time we spoke? It's cool. I am I am currently under construction myself. Um, I am experimenting with my hair right now, so it is. Um, that's not why I have my camera off, but <laughs> it is um, under construction. I just leave it at that. That is, uh, you know, appearance is very important when it comes to DJing. It's actually something that I'm going to be more intentional about as well. So that's one of those things that you don't probably think about when it comes to DJs. You think it's just all about music. But I think your appearance and can add to your mystique. It can add to your vibe. Yeah. Add to your vibe. Of course, that shouldn't be the end-all, be-all when it comes to DJing. But like I said, it can definitely add to it. Um, it definitely does. I was actually thinking about the last time I completely shaved and I didn't have a beard. It was like... <laughs> six years ago maybe and i was also in the house for a straight month to let most of it grow back so i probably couldn't get away with that again because i'm out and about at least twice a month if not more so people are gonna look at me like what happened like i caught on fire or something so um how was the weekend for you um it was cool i actually so i was supposed to have an event it got 
pushed back and then canceled. And it made me like start thinking about like, um, like with that gig that you sent me, that's like not till September. Like I personally right now don't have a policy of like deposits or contracts or anything just because like, I'm not like I do this, but I'm not that deep into it that I feel like it's necessary until this weekend where I was like, dang, like I probably could have had another gig. And I had like structured my weekend both around the original date and then the second date. And then it just poof went away. So that was kind of frustrating and made me like want to go back to the drawing board and reconsider how I want to structure me as a DJ business, um, which was interesting. But yeah, other than that, it was cool. I'm tired of this up and down weather, but, you know, we move. You uh, touched on something that's very important. It's uh, paperwork. Because a lot of people, I, I, I have a lot of friends that try to start a lot of small businesses, and then like once they have an idea, the second thing, second thing they go to is like, oh, I need to get paperwork to make sure nobody steal my idea. <laughs> and I, while I definitely respect that, and I'm, I'm sure based on your pr- profession, you do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of you know when you're just starting out, especially with DJing or other like creative outlets, getting tied up in paperwork and trying to force paperwork down people's uh, right it's basically just going to slow down your your progression um i know some people might disagree with that but it's like if somebody want to dj real quick and you're just like oh we got to make sure we dot the i's and cross the t's and and they, they, they could just be like oh never mind i'm just gonna get somebody else then i've literally had people text me like hours before an event because like somebody else fell through like hey are you free tonight like in two hours and it's like if i want that gig i can't be like, oh yeah, let me send over this contract real quick. And you know, this might be my lawyer side speaking, like having them terms probably ain't gonna apply once it's like that short of a deadline. So it's kind of stupid and pointless at that point. But I guess you know, if you have an event like nine months out, yeah, you want something more firm. Right. Also, if it's for like a two hundred dollar gig or something like Right, <laughs> take on a small claims court and then spend that right. much money trying to get that, trying to recoup that. Honestly, even with like larger gigs like weddings, like where I'm charging thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. um, I've I can't think of any time I've had somebody hold me to the letter of the contract. Like, right, this is just like I feel like I signed a contract just to let you know, like, okay, I'm gonna be there, right? So, um, but but like under DJ equipment, like. I should probably share my contract one day, but under DJ equipment, like I just put whatever. Like, how do people know what equipment? I, like, they're just like, can you just play? Have what you need to play music, and may, right? And, and maybe some lights, like. But then even then, it's like, or the main thing that they want to make sure you have is like a wireless mic or a lapel mic for the officiant. Right, right. But like I said, when it comes to smaller events, you uh, and, and also. You'd probably know better than me, but like these contracts don't be notarized, so it's like anybody can yeah, sign this shit, right? That's, like that's something that like this came up the other day. I can't even remember what the example was. It'll come to me after I tell well tell my point because that's how my brain works. But um, like half of the stuff that like people want to write down in contracts, like it'll never get enforced because y'all make shit up and. On top of that, y'all not about to fight 
about this little amount of money. Unless y'all go to like Steve Harvey court, it's not getting paid. So what's a, um, this is where your profession comes in. What, uh, what do you think the dollar amount, like, like what's the threshold as far as like taking it to court? Small claims is thing. I haven't thought about this in a long time. Let's see. Let's do a quick Google. Is it more than a thousand? Is it less than a thousand? I think it is less than a, a thousand. But like also who is going to do that? Uh, Six thousand or less. Oh, okay. Man, I'll, uh, I'll tell you why I asked you that off of the mic. But okay. um, yeah, so when it comes to gigs and you just starting out, um, you got to know who you're working with and know if you can trust them or not. And it only takes you one time to get burnt. I can't yeah. say, oh, when I was back at Bowling Green, I uh, did this phone party for one of my friends who just, you know, uh, they tried to, you know, do the promotion thing. And when it came down to it, the party didn't make the money that they thought it would. So then they mm-hmm. tried to give me something less than what they promised. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing was like, if we're basing my pay based on who's in the building, and tell me that up front. Right. And just so I know. But don't say, give me one thing. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, we didn't do as good. Like, okay, well, then short somebody else then. like, And that like- actually kind of ties in with a point that you made many episodes ago about like, are DJs supposed to be promoters too? Because if so, then yeah, I'll promote that if that's going to affect my pay. But if not, if you just hire me as a vendor, like you would hire somebody to come put up balloons or whatever. Right. Pay me my rate. It's kind of like if you hire a caterer to make 60 meals mm-hmm. and 60 people don't eat it, like this food's still cooked. So, right. But the deed has been done. I feel like a lot of creators get the short end of the stick um because our work is necessarily tangible like even like yeah. rappers poets um and then djs it's like uh like pay me for my time like i'm here and yeah. music is playing so i fulfill my purpose whether you got people in here to dance for the music or not it's not on really you. my concern you know what i mean um but yeah uh my weekend i did you have a gig this weekend i had two two very different gigs so first of all um i do want to say by the time you hear you listen to this um, native tongues is tonight wednesday april 13th uh the feature is uh my good friend uh my best man and i was the best man at his wedding mark Faison. he's a comedian um he's been he's been funny all of our lives just now he got a structure to it so (laughs) he's gonna be doing some jokes um, he said he got a joke for me too, and I told him like, I don't care who you are, you better keep that shit short. I'm a Will, I'm a Will Smith, you now. Nah. Um, but yeah, so Native Tongues, Native Tongues is really there's so many dope people that have come through and blessed that mic, and yeah, kind of like the crate thing. I don't think people recognize that, and Tri- I think Trip says this every other month is like we got Grammy nominated, award winning TED Talk motherfuckers up there you know, just pouring out they soul or trying new shit and you don't mm-hmm. even realize it. So definitely Native Tongues is a good place to come to if you want to, um, you know, get fed some, uh, get your creative spirit fed and Forum is a dope venue as well. So come on if you can. Um, but this weekend, let's see. 
What did I do Friday night? What happened Friday? Nothing. <laughs> oh, yeah, nothing. Oh. Let me look it up. I gotta look at the calendar. I'm getting oh, Paul Paul don't know what day it is. Um Oh yeah, I didn't do nothing. Uh it was a friend of mine's birthday and she didn't do anything, so we didn't do anything. Um so Saturday um uh, was is a vibe at I'ma call it Avalon, but it's it, it's Aura, but you know, everybody know Aura, Avalon, whatever. Okay, so boom. So <laughs> if you've never been in this venue, um it's a club I would consider a two-story club because there's like a VIP area upstairs and there's like a balcony area upstairs. And it's a room divided into in the two spaces. There's a front part with the bar, then in the middle there's the restrooms, and then you go to the back room. Back room has VIP areas on the floor, bar back there, and an upstairs room. So if you DJ in from this venue, you can either DJ in the front uh, at, on the balcony, like looking over the front area, or mm-hmm. DJ in the back on the second floor looking over um, the back room or third option, which is the most popular option. And where I was at is uh, right in the middle of the back room is a VIP section that pretty much splits yep. the room in half. And uh, you can DJ from there as well. You set up a table, there's XLRs there is a power cord there. All good. So uh, when I was watching the, this is probably like the second or third event um, that Dre has had um, in this style. It's just a, R&B, but the the sing along, have yeah. a good time type of R&B party, and the real R&B party, not the sixty percent R&B or whatever. Um, so <laughs> when you uh, when I saw the video, I thought it was gonna be in the front room because I thought that's what I saw in the recap video. And one thing that you people out there may or may not know about when you're in a big room and you get to the top of it is heat rises, so it's hot as fuck up there. Um, it's like it's literally like fifteen to twenty degrees hotter upstairs than right. it is downstairs, just because like the heat is trapped in the ceiling. So me knowing this, I brought my fan with me, and I was like, I'm gonna be ready because I'm not about to be up there sweating my life off. Uh, <laughs> but then um, the good thing about uh, this this venue is that they have the sound system wired all together. So I was actually DJing in the back uh, on the floor in the middle section, and it was gonna be playing throughout the club. Fine, oh, great, okay. amazing. Um, so they gave me a table, um, but there's VI- there's couches in the VIP section. And it was like they asked me, did they want me to move the couches? And I was like, nah, big mistake, because I was pretty much <laughs> leaning over the couch, standing up the whole time, because the the table oh, was damn. so big that had I moved up three inches, I'd have knocked the table off of the section onto the floor. So uh, pretty uncomfortable. On top of that. I brought my controller, and I, I currently don't have a case for my controller because Marlon left mine in Cleveland. Shout out to you. I appreciate you. <laughs> he said he's going to replace it. He just hasn't done it yet. So, but the, you know, the hard case doubles as a uh, hey, yeah a booster. Platform, you know? yeah. Yeah, platform. So I'm leaning over, like, about to have all kind of Break back problems. Back. <laughs> yeah. So luckily, oh, also with this event, uh, what Dre likes to do is have a sax player come in and do like the first 30 minutes or whatever. So shout out to my guy because it's usually always the same person. And he'll give me like eight or nine instrumentals and he'll just play the sax over them. And basically like he has like a wireless lapel mic that he puts oh, okay. on the sax and then it plugs into my controller or whatever sound system you got. And boom. I play the music. He plays the sax. 
Um, the way that it was set up, though, is that, like, the back room wasn't supposed to be open until 1130, so he was in the front room playing while I was in the back playing the songs, which is cool because I could hear the music, so I know mm-hmm. when to play. But for the people, the few, like, 10 people that was in the back, I, I'm sure they was looking at me like, is he just playing, like, jazz instrumentals? Right. It, it was, like, <laughs> the jazz instrumental or booed up, like, but I'm, hopefully they saw the sax player when they came back there. Anyways, so, oh, let me rewind a little bit. So before that... I plug up the XLRs and the power, and I'm like, okay. Uh, I'm like, Dre, all right, just go ahead and get them to switch the sound over. And he was like, oh, yeah, the sound guy ain't here, so we just got to go look at it. I'm like, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> so, you know, um, most most venues in the city, they just got random shit put together. You just got to figure it out. Um, I've been to this venue before, but I'm still not 100% up to par on what to do and they had a guy there this is where they're smart and i preach shout out to them for this they had a laminated piece of paper that showed you exactly what to do whether you're djing in the front or in the back up top what they didn't have was what you need to do if you're djing for both downstairs. <laughs> oh. um so i was like i'm completely lost and you know it, it took like three or four of us to they, they were showing me how to turn the volume up and down I'm like oh that's cool i know how to do that how do I switch the input to the right. DJ setup downstairs? And I realized, like, the DJ setup upstairs, you plug it into the XLRs, and if you want to use the downstairs, there's a second set of XLRs, you just plug it into that, and it just uh, runs. It basically just extends that connection to yeah. downstairs. So once I figured it out, I was like, cool. So it's just, that's why you should always get there early and don't expect there to be a sound guy because you never know. So anyways, I'm playing... Um, to promote this party, I did two things. One, I put a mix out because I haven't done a mix in a while. And mm-hmm. I noticed And y'all that should we, go listen because yeah, it's good. Definitely go check out It's a R&B Vibe um, by me. This is my first mix in a while. Um, I've, I, I, I had a podcast for like nine, ten years where I did mixes um, regularly, um, including one where I did like 80 in a row, 80 days in a row. Um, and I stopped doing that because I, I didn't like the format that it was being released in but now that people i realize people still use soundcloud and mixcloud for dj mixes i'm gonna just do it there probably not as frequent probably just whenever i feel like it uh, but definitely find me on soundcloud and mixcloud anyways um so two things i did to promote the party was to do, I, I did a mix and it was like current r&b mm-hmm. um and i made a post on instagram and this was kind of the po- point of the mix and the caption of the post it was to let people know that, like I said on the last episode, there's more to R&B than can we talk. And, you know, the the, the typical go-tos. So right. the only reason I brought this up is because my only objective for the night was to get through the whole night without playing can we talk. <laughs> um, and that's avoiding, you know, requests and all that other stuff. So I'll let you know at the end of the story whether that happened or not. Suspense. <laughs> so... I, I, I go in with the idea to just, you know, like a regular deal. Plus, it's just me for, for the, the remainder of the time after the sax guy. So, it's like 11 uh-huh. to 2. So, I'm like three hours. I'm going to start up-tempo. And, um, you know, just just go all over the place. I was playing like, you know, Bobby Valentino, um, Young Blue. Um, I'm trying to think of some highlights. Um, Aaliyah. I feel like Aaliyah don't get a lot of love in the club. Um, Which is crazy to me. 
Right. Like she got some, um, especially loose rap. Loose rap. That mm. might be my free game. I mean, my my, my put you on song. <laughs> I feel like you youngsters don't know about. I'm thinking that loose rap. Anyways, um, so now people people kill me um, with their opinions on DJs. And Trey said this earlier. Shout out to in a, uh, DJ in a double O. He said earlier, like somebody said to him that they didn't like a certain DJ because he didn't because that DJ didn't transition well, and he knew that that person didn't know what the fuck they was talking about because that person was great at transitioning. I don't know who he's talking about, but I definitely know that your regular party goer will say some like 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 they just don't. People on social media in general have just think that their opinion is worth way more than what it's worth. And then it's like, if I went to a restaurant and said, you know, like, I feel like the seasoning um, wasn't as, um, like, like the marination didn't happen. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, like food is <laughs> good or not. And from, I'm not going to fake like I know what I'm talking about. Just because right. I heard some terms somewhere, somewhere, or my cousin, the chef, or whatever. Like, just let people work. So, right. to add on to that, Every now and then, and I don't know if you've experienced this, there'll be one or two people or a couple of people standing right in front of the DJ booth and giving their critiques of the DJ out real loud. And, <laughs> and I'm like, and so this is a recurring theme of this party. Uh, mind you, there's like 100, 200 people in here. It's, it's wall to wall. And on my soul, I had that bitch rocking. So... When I see people like, this is the first one. The first one was uh, I played Maya Jay-Z Best of Me remix. Mm -hmm. Now, rewind, I asked Dre, I was like, how do you feel about like R&B songs with a rap feature? He said, that's cool. I'm like, well, what about if it's like a rap song with R&B feature, but it's like really like a, it's really like an R&B song now. He's like, that's but it's Okay. Yeah. yeah, so it's not like I'm not playing um, Mo Bamba or nothing like that. Like, like it's, these are like R&B Rap collabs right. like you know a, a good one is um Neo Ghostface Kanye West um, mm. back like that so like that that's primarily a rap song but I, or like Plies and T Pain that's a rap song but uh, kind of R and B but and, but regardless I played Got you, yeah. Maya featuring Jay Z Best of Re Remix which is Maya song definitely an R and B song as soon as I played it. As soon as Jay Z started rapping, I heard this girl in the crowd like right in front of me, like, "This ain't no R and B." I want to be like, "Shut up, bitch!" But you know, <laughs> I'm just like, all I did was like, because I can clearly hear, her, and clearly she wanted some attention. So I looked at right. Dre, who was standing next to me. I was like, "Ain't this Maya song?" Yeah, that's what I thought. And so I just went about my day. So I'm playing. That was bold. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like, who the fuck is you? Like, like, like. As a matter of fact. The money you paid to get in here going into my pocket to pay my rent, and I appreciate it. So <laughs> thank you for your little contribution. But outside of that, who the fuck are you to tell me what R&B is and what it ain't? But that, that's all mm -hmm. right because, you know, I don't be tripping on them because some people come to parties and they're just um, determined to not have a good time. Mm -hmm. So if that, was the, if that was the case, then all right, whatever. But moving on. Um, so I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm playing the bangers, you know, and um, we try to play some sing along songs. I've also learned that more people than not don't know the words that says "I hate you," so I'm gonna stop playing it because 
people be looking at me. I'm the only person that know the words, like outside of the course. So, um, I, I think that. you might be right because I'm like trying to sing it in my head, and all I know is. I'm so sick of these niggas. The contradiction. And yeah. that's all I got. <laughs> and to be honest, the only reason I know the words is because I, I did that little uh, Instagram reel and I was tired of reading the screen. So I, I did so many takes that I, I kind of memorized the shit. And the, the lyrics are actually really good. Like what you're talking about. Um, but then, you know, I did a I Hate You in the Beyonce party into. Um, uh, oh, I played. I also played. Um, what's this? Uh, what's this? Oh, I, I played Treat Me. People looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, y'all don't want to hear new, no new, new music, do you? Like, people just looking like, uh, what's this? Uh, th- there's a couple people out there that I was fucking with that was actually singing along to the chorus. I know the song just came out, but anyways, I digress. So, uh, I'm trying to think of what got the best reactions. Uh, Lauren Hill X Factor. Um, and then some other stuff. So, Couple of, couple of things I had wrong, uh, problems I had with this party. Uh, one, I didn't know Dre was selling tickets, and on the ticket he put put your song request on the ticket because we don't what? do requests, fella. Like, had I known this, I like I would have let you know ahead of time. Like, bro, we gonna have to make do something about these requests because I'm not fucking with them. And one person actually came up and asked for their request, um, and she was like, "It was just like random." White girl. She seemed like she was out of place, low-key. Like, so she looked like she didn't belong. So she was like, um, uh, they asked for a request when you bought a ticket. And I pointed at Dre like, oh, you got to talk to him. And so she was saying, like, I just want my request played. Take a wild stab at what R&B request she asked for. Just just whatever song you think a white girl would ask for. Mm. Usher. Yeah. You guessed it. Boyfriend number two. What? And I was like. What? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, for sure. Like, that's what you want to hear. So I played that. Um, that was no problem. She said, you're going to see me go crazy. I'm like, I, and I'm saying whatever I need to say to make this lady go away. So I was like, cool. Um, and I played it. And she and her and her friends were crazy. So I appreciate that at least. You know, if you're going to give me a request, like, at least turn up for it. Right. Um, But. Oh, let me rewind it some more. Before the party started, Dre was like, all right, let me ask you this. How do you feel about R. Kelly? And I thought he was asking me that because we was on the same page. And I was like, man, I ain't playing no fucking R. Kelly. He was like, all right, but what about this? What about I'm a flirt remix, but just play T-Pain part? I'm like, that's fucking impossible. R. Kelly on I've the hook. I tried. I have tried. And I know it's impossible because I love his verse. The, the I'm a flirt remix is like... That and the Fiesta remix is two songs where I'm like, damn, I hate this nigga R. Kelly because I can't play these songs yeah, ever again. Yeah. That's such a great song. Minus R. Kelly. And T- <laughs> minus R. Kelly, T.I. and Bow Wow. That's a problematic <laughs> all-star track. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he asked me for it. I was like, bro. And Dre, if you listen, I'm sorry, but I lied to him and said I didn't have the song because uh, I ain't going to play it. Aww. So... But I got it. I <laughs> I can't come to terms to delete any of the R. Kelly songs out of my uh, computer. I, I know I'm never going to play them again, but I don't know. Something about deleting songs. It's the same way, like, I got all my ex-girlfriend's phone numbers in my phone. Like, I, I'm never going to call them again, but I just don't like deleting numbers. <laughs> I don't know. Anywho, so 
Are you a digital hoarder? I might be. I you should see my downloads folder. It's so unorganized. And I, I really That's nasty that. work. I always delete my downloads as soon as I organize them. Dog. Into I, actual folders. What is wrong with you? I should I'm here from uh literally 2011. Okay. Good day. Um uh, but my desktop is clear because I because that's a pet peeve of mine. I can't have a whole bunch of shit on my desktop. Anyways, so back to the gig. So I'm in there killing it, you know. Um um people coming up to me. Oh, here's another question for you. We kind of touched on this before, but what do you do if you stand in behind the DJ booth and you're DJing mm-hmm. and somebody comes up to you or roles reverse? If you come up to the DJ booth because you know the DJ and the, the, the interaction exchange is like, oh, what's up? The the patron says, what's up to the DJ? Um, you obviously can't hug them because you're behind the DJ booth. How do you acknowledge them? I will... Um, I do the like little rascals wave, you know, mm-hmm. the hand under the chin. Um, if I can like reach across, I'll do a little fist bump. I just or feel, you know just you know nod your head and move about your day. I just feel like I can't be fist bumping women. Oh, is am I wrong for that? I mean, I definitely get dapped up, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's like, um, or I'll like, well, because you know, I'll, I'll give a dude that. That's cool. But when it's like, when it's a woman, I'll like try to grab their hand, like, you know, give them that acknowledgement, like, like that firm one shake, like. But then that's even awkward too. I don't know. But people kept like, so I, I experienced all that. This is all things, all the anxiety I go through while I'm DJing. It's like, what do I say? I don't make a small talk. Um, I had, I had another situation at the second gig I had, but I'll get to that in a minute. But um, I'm trying to think of what else happened at this gig. Uh, yeah, I was killing it. Um, R&B everywhere. Um, Bree came and sat next to me, and of course, because I'm on the floor and there's a table there, people are putting their drinks on the table. Now, mind you, I, at this point, um, the sax guy let me use the sax case to, um, to prop my um controller up shout out to him and i have my laptop on a laptop stand so she's all like they they don't spill that drink i'm like i don't care like all my stuff's propped up and what happened the next second drink was spilled and the girl or the 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 woman that spilled it was like trying to act all nonchalant about it and brie was about to turn up and i'm like man you can't fight this girl definitely not (laughs) over my dj equipment because this shit gonna fall and the music gonna cut off but um, that's another thing. People like to come put drinks on. The, like, like if, if any place in this club, you can put a drink down. Don't put it next to the music. Right. Or better yet, next to the power strip that the music is plugged into. Um. Oh, and then the same people that was in front of me, it was their birthday. They was like, uh, can, you, can you play a song for my birthday? And I'm like, yeah, but it got to be R&B. They're like, birthday bitch. I'm like, yeah, but it got to be R&B. And so they was like, just play whatever. So I played... Uh, What's that one song? It's your birthday in here tonight. It's by Tank, I think. Ooh, that's a new one. I'm, I'm not familiar with that. Maybe I'm not the king I'll of R&B. I'll send it to you. Uh, I told you. He's a fraud. I played Jocelyn, um, do it like it's my baby. Oh, yeah, my God. And oh it was turned. Um, but I was playing something. First of all, 
on the left side of me was another character that thought that it, that it was it was imperative for them to play give me live feedback while I was DJing or give it out loud to their friends so I can hear it. So they were like, "Why you keep cutting the songs off so fast?" Or one time he was like, "Um, man, don't nobody know this song." And I wanted to get on the mic so bad and be like, "Nigga, you don't know this song, but look behind you at the forty people that's bobbing to it." Right. So maybe you need to get the fuck out of the house more. But I ain't saying anything. Oh, I do want to say that uh, when that drink was spilled, I cut the music right off, and I was like, hey, y'all can do whatever y'all want. Don't put no drinks on this fucking table. Like, that don't make no sense. At all. And then um, I used that as a transition to play another banger I had already loaded up. Um, and, and then security came over. They was like, everything cool? I'm like, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's cool now. It's just, you know, we already cleaned it up, so it's cool. Right. Um, but overall, I had, um, it was a good time. I'm trying to think if there's any other discrepancies. As far as DJing is concerned, um, no, not really. Um, at the end, I was playing more slow music. People act like they don't want to hear slow jams at an R&B party in the club. I don't know. Um, Isn't that like the point? Right. It's like I played Body Party. They I mean, it's not crazy. like you're about to play it the whole night, but like. The last 30 minutes. Right. But I played. Um, People are boring. I played Avant Separated, and I played uh, We Can't Be Friends, and Dre was on the mic like, yeah, man, I'm heartbroken. And then I cut the, I, I echoed it out. I was like, you might be heartbroken, but I'm about to get married. And I played uh, Lil Mo Forever, and me and Bree sung that. So, oh, um, That was dope. Um, yeah, that was it. I mean, overall, it was cool. Uh, I, I kind of feel like I was all over the place with the R&B. Um, but every time I looked up, people was vibing. Um, and yeah, uh, other than the people, like I said, it's, like you can't please everybody. There's always right. going to be somebody in there that think they know more than the DJ. And I'm like, I want to tell people like I made five figures off of DJing so far this year. And I'm sure you didn't make that at your regular job yet. So I All think right. I know what I'm doing or if I don't know what I'm doing, people keep booking me. So you you have to go somewhere else to avoid to, to avoid hearing my terrible DJing, I guess. Um, well, yeah, that was Saturday, um, and I will get to Sunday's gig, which is a completely different and random gig in a minute. I do want to stop to uh, we can go so we can go over um, put you on. This is the segment where. We uh, put you on to a song or some music that may or may not be new, but it's definitely something that doesn't get the exposure that it deserves. And yeah, we're going to put you on to some new music. Do you want to go first? Yes. Mine should come as no surprise because I am a stan at this point. This actually, this artist actually inspired one of my first mixes because I was obsessed with their song when it first came out and that would be Bia London featuring J. Cole and don't fret mention this before but I love Ratchet J. Cole I love when he gives us that side yep so I got my whole life with this song and I'm sure this is gonna bop or pop anyways but I just had to put my stamp on it because I approve have you seen the video Oh no, I haven't. I don't be watching videos like that. Um, I think I said this on this podcast before, but I will definitely listen to every song before I watch the video 
Because I feel like if you watch the video first, you don't give the song more credit than it deserves. Because mm-hmm. every time you hear the song after that, you're going to be thinking about the video. Whereas if you just hear a song by itself, you, you get to visualize it and make your own mind up about what the words and everything mean. And I think that's mm-hmm. a better way to digest music. So like when, especially when something like WAP came out, I was like, I'm definitely listening to the song mm-hmm. first because the visuals definitely dominate the song. Yeah. Um, but London, um, I actually, I saw that was coming out. So I played it real quick just to hear what it was like. It started out kind of slow for me, so I didn't get back to it. But then I watched a video, and I like listened to more about how how this flipping like London slang and stuff. And that's hard. Like, yeah, that's definitely uh, it's definitely a good song. I, I feel like Bia just for some reason she just ain't like. I feel like Bia should be where Sweetie is now. For some, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand what the issue is because yeah. she has it. She has the formulae. And she's not getting that respect. In she the has way the what? She should. The formioli. Ravioli, ravioli. Give me the formioli. Hold on. That's definitely the title of this podcast. Spell that for me. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> formioli. What did you say? Formioli. Formu- like ravioli. Just look it up, SpongeBob. I two things that I've never seen. SpongeBob. What? And until recently, I've never seen my, my wife and kids. But now we got it on Hulu, so I'm watching it now. Great show. I can't believe I missed that. SpongeBob, I don't know what I was doing when it came out, but I've never seen an episode of SpongeBob. Wow. In its entirety. I probably watched maybe ten minutes of an episode. I've definitely seen more memes than I have an episode as an episode. But yeah, so I had no idea what that meant. Um as I just mentioned, loose rap, uh Aaliyah and um is it Static Major? Is it? I wanna say it's somebody from Playa. Loose rap, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is Static Major. Oh, yeah. This is on her third album, um, which very underrated album. The album with Rock the Boat and We Need a Resolution and all that is when she was kind of getting away from Timberland, which I don't know. And, you know, God bless the dead. I don't know how, how her career would have went um, had she, you know, carried on. Because I feel like when Genuine got away from Timberland, he kind of fell off. And. Yeah. And uh, Aaliyah was definitely like like this album was probably the least Timberland produced, especially after coming off one in a million. Um, so I don't know, but I mean, like, yeah, th- this is definitely a very under- underrated album. And the good news is, of course, now it's on streaming services, so you can definitely go out and take a uh, listen to that. Loose Rap is one of those songs that um, probably would have more of a push, you know, had she um, not perished uh, tragically. So R.I.P. Aaliyah. Loose rap featuring Static Major. Also, another song that does not get the reaction it used to get is Nicole Ray, Make It Hot. I remember when that came out and how much much I sat by the radio trying to record it because (laughs) you you couldn't buy no single. It wasn't a single back in the day. The CD wasn't out. It was just a video in the radio. And shit like that and sock it to me. Like, man, Mm. crazy. Anyways, all right. Let me tell you about my gig on Sunday. So, my good friend, uh, Carisha, hit me up. Um, 
and asked me, was I available on Sunday to do a probate? And I'm like, you know, cool. Like, what's the hour? What's up? She's like, it's, it's at Ohio University. Um, and I'm like, you know, for, you, for those of you who are not f- familiar, um, that's in Athens, which from Polaris. It's the best place on earth. From Polaris is an hour <laughs> and 40 minute drive. So Dang, it is dumb far for you. It's only like, for real, like 45 minutes from my house because I'm right off of 33. Right. You jump right on there. So, um, so I was like, cool. What you need me to do? And I kind of had this confused with a step show because that's the one where I'm like, I can't do that last minute because y'all not about to, about to throw a whole bunch of shit at me and to get mad when I'm not 100% on, on beat with y'all. Like, I need to practice oh, with y'all. Right, right. So when she said probate, I'm like, what is that? Tell me exactly what I need to do. She was like, you just got to play music when people come in. Make sure you got uh, speakers and a mic. You use the mic and then uh, play some music at the end. I'm like, I bet, you know, gave her my price. She said, cool. Packed up my car. Now, since it was an hour and a half away, and I like to get to gigs early, I left like three hours early. Just in case, you know, just in case, you know. Just in case, yeah. Flat tire, whatever. Um, And, you know, an event like this is just as important as somebody's wedding or, you know, it's not like a birthday. It's like something that you want to make sure. I mean, if if a DJ wasn't there, I'm sure it would still be fine, but I just want to be on time for stuff like this. Right. So I got there. She's now... What was strange was she was like, they're not opening because uh, it was in a lecture hall. Um, and she was like, they're not opening the door till 6. I'm like, it starts at 6.30? So you want me to get in there and set all this stuff up in a half an hour, which I can do, but I'm going to be ripping and running. You know what I mean? So I got there early. Um, and like 5.45, I thought I saw somebody go in the door. I was like, this is a college campus. This building probably open. Somebody so. was probably in there. That. From when I was down there, it's open. You can go in there. You just got to check in the window and see if somebody in there. And I didn't even think about that until 545. I definitely could have been in there at like 5 o'clock. Right. Um, but I was like, this is a college campus. That room probably open. So I looked and saw some random person. I'm like, if they, if they walk in that building, I'm walking in. Because I, I, I don't even know where the room was at. But I was, uh, as I was walking up to the door, I saw it said, enter here for room 201 or whatever. I was like, cool. Yeah. So I went in there. Also, this is why you need to keep that thing on you, and that thing is a dolly, because <laughs> college campuses will have you park in one place. Like, very rarely can you, venues in general, but very rarely can you just pull up, hop out, and unload your stuff right at the door. And then, yeah. even when you get to a venue, you, you unload it right at the door. When you get inside the venue, you ain't going to be set up right there inside the door. You have to go through a damn shoots and ladders. So, right. definitely have, definitely had the, the dolly on me. Um but it, but it, well, as soon as you go in the door, it was like to the right, and it, it was on the same floor, so it was cool. So, unloaded stuff, and I was asking her like, you know, where are they coming in at? Where should I set up at? Because I am mindful of people tripping over wires, um, but not as mindful as I thought. And I'll get to that in a second. So, I set everything up, brought my fan with me because I knew it was gonna be hot, but my dumbass didn't bring my towel. So, and for here's another small fashion tip for all you sweaters out there. The worst color you can wear when you sweat is gray, because that shit shows up right away. That's why I always wear black. If you did, if you didn't know, anyways. Um, so I set up, and then some people were coming in early. It wasn't supposed to open until six thirty, but people were coming in early. Now I'm going into this gig thinking this is a college event, so it's probably college kids. What do I play for college kids? They probably like little baby and all that, you know. So I'm gonna have it on deck, you know, like some Nardo Wick, you know. 
some dirt or whatever. Clean, of course, because we we still on campus and it's a campus event. Ooh. And some families are gonna probably gonna be there. But when I tell you that for the first forty minutes, it was all people, just families and like older like Greeks. I'm like, man, I can't be in here playing like some clean Meg Stallion because it's still like suggestive and somebody <laughs> Mima in here looking at me like who is this young man they hired <laughs> and she gonna make sure I don't get paid so right um so I'm in there I'm, I'm just keeping it very like, I start out with like Wale J. Cole poke it out and I stay in that area like up right. upbeat up tempo R&B and then like so so the proceedings were supposed to start at 7 13 so I say about 7 o'clock is when students start coming like or younger people, so yeah, I'm like, I'm like cool. So I played uh, Knife Talk, and I was trying to see. I thought they'd be more rowdy than they were, but they weren't. It was just real. Like I'm, I'm looking around. First of all, it's in a lecture hall, so everybody's looking at me, and yes. so because I'm still anxious and shy, even in my 15th year, I'm looking down the whole time. But then I thought like. I fucking care. So I, I look up and I'm looking at everybody's face, just to see if I see anybody I know. Um, I didn't, but I was looking around and and then I was trying to see if anybody was vibing. There's people in in their seats, like you know, vibing, but not to not, not, none too crazy. Um, and then um, you know, because I'm experienced, um, I know how to take cues and you know, um, when to cut stuff off and all that. She was just like, yeah, you know, at a certain time they're gonna come out to, and just just fade the music. So I'm looking for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then that happens. I fade the music, and she said one of the girls was going to use a mic. They never came over, got the mic, but I also didn't know if my batteries were charged or not. So what I like to do when it comes to weddings, I'll just go buy a new pack of uh, uh, AA batteries and just put brand new ones in there. So I have I got a whole bunch of used batteries in my bag. I don't know, like half used. <laughs> yeah, like half used. So like I use those batteries for like the the little bullshit events, like orange soda. If the mic cut off, nobody care. But right. It cannot cut off at somebody's wedding while, while they're reading vows. You know what I mean? I, and I'm definitely about to run up there and give them a replacement mic. So, anyways, um, they didn't use the mic. They're doing their thing. Um, it take about 45 minutes. And then she, she gave me their uh, stroll out song, which was surprising, but not surprisingly, T Grizzly and Lil Yachty from the D to the A. Uh, I was like, oh, it's kind of turn. And I mean, they're young. So, this is like artists for a younger generation. So, I played the song at the end. They did a little stroll, whatever. And the song's only two two minutes and thirty seconds. But of course, I yeah, didn't I realize it. that like they probably been practicing this shit, so they know when the song ends. And like ten ten seconds before it end, before it ended, they stopped, and then everything was cool. They cut all the lights on, and then I think after that, I played way too sexy, just because there was like at this point, there's a bunch of students there, 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 you know, they're they're down there saying. Hello, congratulations and all that. So I'm just trying to keep the vibe going. I play way too sexy. Um, one of the older, um, I'm sorry, one of the more tenured deltas asked me to play down for my hitters. And she said it specifically like that. So I played the clean version. And I want y'all to pause this podcast and go on a streaming service, preferably title, because it tells you which one's explicit and which one's not. And listen to the clean version of down for my niggas. Because, you know, most clean songs, they just cut the word out. On this song, they covered up every cuss word with either a gunshot or reversing the beat. And gunshots are cool as far as on songs, but reversing the beat, there's no way to dance to it because you can't even catch the beat because it's 
hit and reverse or anything. So go <laughs> pause this and we'll, and we'll come back to you. All right, we're back. So <laughs> I played the clean version and I was sitting there like literally like gritting my teeth like, because I know they're looking at me like, I can't, what the fuck is this? Right. Um, but they still did a little stroll to it. They was, it was really intense. And then um, and I kept playing. Um, I played like Family Ties and um, some Little Baby. And, and, you know, it was, I mean, I, I didn't expect icebreaker type vibes in there, but, you know, they seemed to have a good time. And then another Delta with a different color jacket on, a black one, asked me for <laughs> the exact same song. And I was like, so you think I you think I can play the dirty version or are you under the clean version? She's like, you do what you think is best. I'm like, that don't help me at all. That if I play the dirty version, I get in trouble. I'm gonna send her over to you. And I was like, go ask their dean. And so she did. She leaned over, gave me the thumbs up. I'm like, bet. And I played the dirty version. And they strolled again. And I, I guess I mean I haven't done a college event in a long time. What I don't like about college events is that. uh Especially when they stroll. Like, as soon as the stroll is done, they just stop and they're standing still. Like, not bobbing their heads to the music or nothing. I'm like, all right, what do I do now? It's kind of like, I had similar. They're brand new. They don't know what to do. No, these are the. um, Oh, these are the old heads. These people have line jackets on from like 17. Oh, never mind. And I'm like, I had a similar experience with middle school dances as well. It's like, they'll give you 10 seconds of energy and then they'll just stand there. I'm like, I can't even switch the song that fast. <laughs> like you want, right. you gonna hear another uh, verse in the chorus. Then we go into the next song. Um, also, one thing for both events, I be I try to get my TikTok song on. So I, I played um, um, "Time Machine," <laughs> which oh I oh my god, I enjoy that song actually more than "Hours and Hours." Um, I also, hate that song why? because because the first TikTok and the TikTok that stays in my head because somebody always repeats it it's not even the real song it's somebody singing the song so i hear Man. that yeah i wish i had a time oh that's another song that had a video and how can i say this without being mean Ooh. you ever see oh, a songwriter and you can I'm going to clean this up after I say it. So just let me respond to what I'm about to say. You can tell why they was a songwriter and not the artist visually. And and it's mainly because they, they not as marketable as whoever there's right music for. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it's usually a color Mm -hmm. thing, unfortunately, but that's the reality of the world. So when I saw her, I was like, Oh, she definitely like a songwriter, but I mean, the music she makes is great. And it's, it's not like she ugly. She don't look bad. It's just that like, um, she don't look like Rihanna either. So, um, but yes, yeah, there's definitely a video to Time Machine. Um, and I watched that; that was great. Um, but anyway, back dancing? to the event. That's uh, that's not relevant. What are you about to say? I said, does she dance? Because that's also like a telltale sign of like, oh, that's why you're the songwriter. No, she was. She kind of. <laughs> All right. Once again, this is no disrespect because <laughs> this is not a bad looking woman. Money long, um, I can't believe I caught I got on here and called her Mooney. I you thought know, she was Asian, and the whole time she was trolling us. <laughs> Why did you think she was Asian? Because I read it like that: M U N I long. I was like, "Oh, Mooney, 
Moonai um, Long. You know, I when you came on here and said that, I think it was the like three days before the song blew up, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought you mispronounced it, but I didn't know, so I didn't correct you. And once she blew up, I also didn't come back on here and correct you because I'm like, <laughs> at this point, it don't matter. But yeah, I definitely remember that when you said that, I was like, oh, that's an interesting way to say that. But <laughs> um, but yeah, back to the point. So um, probates, that was my first probate. It was cool. Um, at that, I feel like I'm more of a utility at that point with just, just somebody to have speakers and play music. But right. I also think there's a lot of value in, in, in to be able to know that, to look out in the crowd and see people's parents and older um, professional people and know what to play and what not to play. Because they just got some college student That is a that. super diverse crowd. Right. If they just got some college student to do that, he, but he or she would apply for some ignorant ass shit. And they would look like, somebody, somebody. Get them out of here. Don't think that somebody's parent won't come up to you and like, I don't care who you're here for. Like, you disrespected me. Turn that shit off. And I mean, what you gonna do? You're not gonna argue with the elder, right? <laughs> so that was cool. Um, I spent more time on the road than I did actually at the event. Um, but you know, do whatever for a check. Cause oh, I didn't actually mention at the beginning of the podcast that I got fired, did I? What? I didn't tell you that. What? I really didn't tell you. Oh, that yeah. So uh, last is this week- April Fool's joke? Hold on, no. wait. What is today? No, it's I- April. 11th. So it's a double April Fools. No, um, last Tuesday I fired. So <laughs> I'm glad I got your live reaction to that because I thought I told you. I definitely told Reva. I, I, I caught her because that's like uh, my second wife behind uh, Brianna. So um, work wife. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, that's actually what it is. Um, so um, I got called into my boss's office on Tuesday at the end of the day. And what's funny is that uh. My my best friend, as I mentioned, Mark Faison, he actually works at my former job as well. He's an IT guy. So when I was going into her office, he was like, yeah, man. Uh, he was like, you got an anchor? You know, he's talking about the um, adapter. I was like, yeah, I got one, but I use my own. He's like, oh, okay, well, we're going to get you one, too. Like, one's a little more expensive, more power, so you can run everything. And then we also want to get you a new computer, too. I was like, okay, bet. And then I went to my boss's office, and the HR lady was in there. I was like, oh, I didn't know what this is about. Because when you go into a meeting and the HR person is there, it's only for one reason. Right. It's for HR purposes. So they informed me, and she said it real slow and real deliberately, that um, the um, the head of the company was not happy with my performance and um, that today would be my last day. And then the HR person was just explaining to me how I needed to turn in my computer. And I was letting them know that, yeah, I use my own computer. She was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Well, then you don't have to do that, obviously. And how I would get paid up into that day plus the two weeks in arrear. So my, it'll all be on the same check, next check. And I was like, cool. And she's like, you have any questions? I'm like, nope. Because in, in my head, I'm like, y'all already made the decision to fire me. What questions can I have? I'm not, wondering, I'm not sitting here and argue with y'all. Right. I'm trying to rebut this situation. So I leave her office, and my office, my my desk is down the hall. As I'm walking through the hall, I see the, um, the person that made the decision to fire me in the hall. And I, at that moment, I noticed that for the past two days, she hasn't spoke to me in the hallway. And this is the most talkative person at the company. Not talkative in a bad way. Just she's she likes to know what's Extroverted. going on. But she just said, "Hey," and I'm like, "I was like, okay, cool." 
Um, <laughs> and so I went down to my desk. Now, also surprisingly is that they didn't walk me out. Like, I know this is a smaller company, but any other time they walk you out to make sure you don't knock over no shit when you leave or steal anything. Mm-hmm. Not that I was going to do that because that would look bad on the person that referred me. But so I'm, I'm at my desk. I'm packing stuff up. Um, half the office is out out of the office doing whatever. And then so uh, uh, my guy called. He, he, he texted me. He was like, yeah, I'm in a so-and-so's office. We're about to order you a new computer. So just tell me what specs you want. And we can get it for you. And I was like, nigga, come down here. <laughs> and then so he came down. I was like, you know, I just got fired. He was like, no, I, I didn't even know. Um, normally when, you, when everybody lets somebody go, they'll uh, have us, you know, deactivate your accounts and all that. That's but what I was thinking. Like, he's like, nobody told me. I was like, oh, well, yep. So that was my last day. I packed up my stuff um, and came home to my fiance. And this is how you know. This is not really DJ related. This is how you know when you met the right one. Because she was like, what you need me to do? Like, we need to go up there and tear some shit up. You need to bust down my phone. Okay, like- what? I'm like, no, you ain't got to do none of that. We're going to be fine. I just need you to support me. She's like, you already know. Um, so, yeah, I'm currently unemployed, and I'm uh, using this time because, you know, our wedding's in like three weeks, so I'm going to be out of town anyway. And we're going to New Orleans New Orleans for a birthday, which is in the middle of May. So even if I get a new job, which I, I don't know if I will or not, I can't start till the middle of May. So I'm going to use this free time to make more DJ content. Mm-hmm. Um, to stream more on Twitch, and there's another platform that uh is brand new. That I'm trying to start there so I can get in early and try to monetize early, and um, just to you know practice and perfect my craft. There's also a lot of weddings coming up. It is wedding season. But yeah, so my thing is, um, I I I feel like if I was younger and I wasn't about to get married and try to have kids. I could be a, just a full-time DJ, freelance graphic designer, but I need stability. Yeah. And more so medical benefits because, you know, having oh kids God, ain't yeah. cheap. Um, but, you know, at a certain point, um, if you do want to do DJing full-time, you got to take all that into consideration. Like your family, your kids, your benefits that you got to pay for out of pocket, you know, doctor's visits, and um, also tax because – they don't, you know, like you're not getting a W-2. So when you get that DJ money, 30% of that is supposed to be put aside for taxes. Um, you got to save all your receipts. Uh, I'm researching some uh, programs to save receipts for me so I can have that at the end of the year for tax time. Same thing for mileage. This is all stuff you need to know as far as running a small business. So this is all mm-hmm. very important stuff. Uh, that's probably the free game is to uh, pay your taxes. Cause on time, y'all got like a week left. On time too. Actually, if you pay them on April fifteenth for twenty twenty one, you're already late because um, it's my understanding that if you know you're going to owe, you're supposed to be making uh, quarterly payments the year of. Oh, facts. So, uh, you know, you can skip all this and just hire an accountant. Um, and uh, the accountant I deal with is a uh, they can do your books for one twenty a month. And which I feel like is reasonable, especially if you are consider yourself a DJ um, that needs an accountant, you should be making enough to afford that expense. 
because it basically pays for itself uh, when that when that tax return come i mean uh, when it's time to do taxes and you need to make some write-offs or you need to find some ways to legally reduce your uh payment to the government so free game that in a small business credit that way you can get you a car on um your business account and you know, have to use but no PPP credit. loans. No PPP loans. Yeah, don't do that. Um, actually, PPP loans are probably great for people that actually need them. But for you scammers, if you think the government ain't coming for their money, you're dead wrong. <laughs> if you think they forgot. Yeah, they ain't forgot. But they will get to you. And uh, um, it's my understanding that um, if you... they they. The IRS normally monitors the past three years, and they find any irregularities. Then they do an audit on you. They can go back as far as they need to. Period. So, just keep everything, you know. Kosher. Kosher. So, this is their cover. I'm gonna make sure I ain't forget anything. Uh, orange soda's coming up, of course. Period. I'm yeah. excited. Uh, what we. Is that? That's next I think Friday. That week so. I'm out of town. Yeah, never mind. I was gonna say I'm gonna come, but then I remembered I'll be out of town. Yeah, I actually have my first wedding. Uh, is it the first one? Oh, April, next Sunday, which is Easter. That still blows my mind. Crazy to me. Um, and then um, CULYP Joint Week is uh next uh, on the twenty second, six thirty p.m. Higher Hooker Lounge. Then we're at Orange Soda Me. Don't fret, DJ Mr. King and the Liza Effect at 10 p.m. And uh, the next day I have a wedding. Ooh. And after that, we go on to Jamaica Mon. Woohoo! There was something else I wanted to mention outside of me getting fired that I thought was uh, relevant. And I can't. Oh! Um, I know what it was. And let me look this up so I can make sure I give you the information about this um so um it's been officially 50 years of the world famous turntable to sl 1200 um from techniques um so they actually re-released um some anniversary models of their world famous turntable um, and I want to get them, but they're a thousand dollars a piece. A piece, and that doesn't count, you know, that you need uh needles and all the other stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely wanted to mention that because this wouldn't be a DJ, a lot of us wouldn't be here um, if it wasn't for this turntable and for, the, for this company. So, any um, anytime you see somebody DJing with some turntables, they're probably using uh, these models. Or a variation of them. And it's been 50 years. That's crazy that like the technology is still relevant. Iconic. Yeah. So big shout out to them. Um, anything happening? Any, new, any other new music come out? I feel like, I feel like we're missing something um, very important. Um, you mentioned Chloe. What do you think? <laughs> nah, that's, that's too long of a conversation. We'll save that. Yeah. I just I hope that they're not forcing her to do anything she don't want to do. Them being the record label. Now, from where I said, I can't tell. Is she is she an, an, as an individual not signed to Parkwood? Is it just the duo that signed to Parkwood? I think she signed to Atlantic. 
got you. And I was looking at, cause, you know, back back to videos, right? Mm-hmm. I was looking at um, the Do It video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very different mood than, you know, what she's making on her own. Yes. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I'm looking up. Yeah, Treat Me, tracked by Chloe, is oh, it's Parkwood Entertainment under exclusive license to Columbia Records, mm-hmm. a division of Sony. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like this is how I digest this. Okay, I'm looking like I could easily see swap her out and put Beyonce there, and I could see this being the same vibe. Like so. What do you mean, same? same like, like, vibe? like, it wouldn't be off brand to see Beyonce in, in the same type of videos. Okay. Especially in that point of her career. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then even now, so so, I'm trying not to discredit her because she came from you know, childhood, right. teenage career. So you know, like you know, she's grown to, she's expressing her womanhood. You know, that's all good. Um, and like I said, I'm too far away from the situation to know whether this is the record label trying to force her to be more sexual to sell records or whether this is who really who she wants to be she is, and she's yeah. expressing herself. Um, but besides that, how do you feel about the music? How do you feel about these last two songs? I stand have mercy. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm hoping that Treat Me can grow on me, but it has not. So that's that. And I still will never forgive her for that song that she did with Gunna. Right. That's an egregious crime against humanity. I also feel like um, so you know like certain artists got to do that trap party type of R&B, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think her as a solo artist and um, in the group, they're more than capable of making traditional R&B, soulful R&B. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear that from her. Like, and, like obviously the past two songs haven't been that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe she has some album cuts like Dangerously in Love and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but you know the the first "Have Mercy" being a murder beat song, and this one with the uh, Bubba Sparks uh, booty, sample. Booty, 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 yeah, I, I'm just I want to hear on some traditional R and B. I agree. I, also, I, <laughs> I ain't no fashionista, but some of them outfits was tacky in the video. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. Was that it wasn't about the outfits. It was about the assets. Mm. Oh, and then when I watched the video, I didn't watch it all the way through the first time. And that video gets a little active. Yeah, it does. A lot of activity. Did you know? Uh, not safe for work. Absolutely not. Did you know Creshawn has a OnlyFans? Why? I don't know, but. Doing what? Only fan activity. Leave it at that <laughs> on this family podcast. Okay. The mayonnaise is getting old. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh my. But yeah, I, I saw that on the internet. <laughs> there was some tweet that was like, 
Oh, she got thick, and I clicked on that. I was like, oh. Is it thick? <sighs> That's just not my flavor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> one other thing I wanted to say about me getting fired is that um, um, I'm sure you're going to laugh at this later. Um, is that now I actually tweeted about this as well I don't know if you caught the tweet or you probably didn't know what it meant at the time but between my boss and her boss I'm now 0-9 with AKAs <laughs> I'm like damn I can't catch a break y'all hate me <laughs> um, anyways um, anything else you want to talk about before we go uh, yeah all, all, all hearts and minds are clear that also from SpongeBob. No, I'm kidding. No. Um, Take your black card. But yeah, uh, Native Tongues, follow us. Follow us specifically, uh, Instagram.